0: Thought Bubble Audio.
1: Hi and welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank and I'm happy to be back with my good friend, Tim. Hi Frank, how are you today? It is so good to be back in the saddle again with you, my friend.
0: Thank you. It's weird that you're making me ride side saddle. Yep, considering nope, it's, it's just, We just, don't. We don't. We don't have a horses, or the, yeah, this is an audio format. Yeah. Well, you know, you got
1: to commit to it. You know, that's. The I, don't thing, know. Is we... I don't know why I have a saddle in my house <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, hi everybody. Uh it is. It has been a while. It has been a a long while since last we spoke, but uh, but welcome, welcome back, welcome back, Kara. In fact, it's it's good to be with you. Know last time we did this show, uh, I had oh, I guess I had. I had moved to my to my new home at at uh, that time, but only by like a week. Um, so it's yeah, wow, it's. Funny how time flies like that.
0: That's true. I'm sitting in an entirely different floor of my house that yeah. didn't exist when we last said goodbye. Yeah, I'm in a whole new. I'm in a whole new space. Um, it's very. It's it's wild. cool. This this yeah. show this podcast has seen us through,
1: well, like two or three different homes apiece.
0: Uh, different, yeah. No kidding, right? Different homes, relationship statuses, cities, um, cities, states, states. Yeah. Yeah. What a ride. Yeah. What a it's, ride has, has
1: with well, this podcast it has, has been. been, and it's yeah. and it's we are staring down the barrel at the uh, at the the ending, the closing ceremonies of it all. It's but... the final
0: countdown.
1: Nice. Well, we don't have much in terms of. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs>
1: the role of Tim will be played by Mickey Mouse um, <laughs> and then we get a cease and desist um, <laughs> we don't have much in terms of mailbags so you can keep the mailbag closed actually this
0: time uh um, actually um I actually even forgot to take it out of the closet. Oh, so no okay. Big, well, that's, yeah. that's a good thing,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's um, been so long. It has. It has Which is
0: not as long as the time that we waited for season six to start, but I feel like so much has happened since May that I, um, I kind of forgot how the show works <laughs> so we're here to talk about dreamer and only dreamer is that correct
1: not only but yes we will talk about dreamer. A, okay yeah. great yeah,
0: yeah. it's dreamer stand this podcast. Is not, yeah now. yes yeah. yeah yeah welcome to dreamer tv talk <laughs> yeah.
1: would watch would watch actually yeah. yeah if anyone out there is doing that please let us know uh but um hey w- let's let's talk about some news that just dropped today as we record this um and that is that the CW has revealed details for the upcoming flash event crossover event um Armageddon uh and this this piece uh from comicbook.com from friend of the show Russ Burlingame uh where uh he he outlines that uh, he reports that the flash uh will, will have a five part premiere event um with Batwoman, with the Atom, with Black Lightning, Kyla Lee is Sentinel. Kat McNamara is back as Mia Queen, uh, and Ryan Choi is back as well uh, for his Adam first 2. time. 2. yeah. I think we're going to see a passing crisis. of
0: the. Yeah, I think we'll see a passing of the the Atom mantle. I, I think. think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah,
1: and then in a surprise, um, Tom Cavanaugh back as Eobard Fawn. and Neil McDonough back as Damian Dark.
0: Yeah, I feel actually Neil McDonald back is the bigger surprise because he died on Legends a, a, a while ago and pretty much like written out of existence, mm. but you know, that's whatever. But um, you know, but Wells has been back uh in the Flash this past season. Yes. So that's not completely out of left not completely out of left field. Yeah,
1: sure, sure. Um, but yeah, uh very very they're They're teaching it, making it sound like as Thawne. I know what you meant. I should say not Wells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, They're making it sound like it's going to be like a pretty epic event, and that it's going to be highly emotionally charged. Um, And do we know it will season eight be the final season of the Flash? Or I don't think so. Actually, I
0: don't think so. I I um, I don't. No, I'm pretty sure they're still, like, they contracted themselves for three more seasons last season. So that would take them to ten, theoretically. I think it would take them to ten, right. But I don't know. Who knows? Um... At, at what point they might decide to pull the plug earlier if that's possible with the contracts mm-hmm. they have i'm not really sure i don't follow it the way that we follow supergirl right um i think that having kyler in as sentinel is the is the most is the interesting choice right because they're pulling from all the shows right you know past and present but what i find interesting is that a lot of the heroes represented are from uh, in this are from shows that don't except for batwoman don't feature them anymore so like black yeah. lightning's done yep. but he's back um uh brandon Routh has not been on uh, legends for a, a bit of time now so for him to be back is interesting obviously ryan troy you said hadn't been hasn't been seen since crisis um batwoman you know obviously you know ryan obviously has her own you know yeah. her own show uh flash it's on it's his crossover on his show and then but then supergirl's over so out of the the pick of characters that you have you know martian manhunter dreamer sentinel brainiac 5 you know we're, we're going with we're going with alex and i'm curious where what that means for everybody else on the show because we, we've talked about Kara not being around at the end of supergirl you know, yeah. I, I think she's going, you know, I think she's going to space, you know, like, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure she's going either into space or into the future or something, you know. And so I, I wonder what that means for the rest of the characters. Why, why Alex? Out of all, all of all those that you could cho- is it because she was the one that said yes? Is it the one that they, is she the one that they wanted originally? Does she round out the Maybe more human players. Mm. Superman is noticeably absent you yes. know, from from the crossover too. So the only show know.
1: not represented.
0: Yeah, right. right. Past and present because even and Mia. Present. Right, because there's no Arrow doesn't exist anymore, but Mia is coming back. Right. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I
1: don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. And and before, you know, like Star Star not represented either, but it's technically not part of the Arrowverse, so that's that's Correct. not surprising. No, um, no, it's it, not and and for a while, Black Lightning wasn't either. But then in Crisis, he got folded in. So
0: correct, yeah. And I think that's that's great. And I love that. And I I love that he's back. But truthfully, it feels a little bit like the B minus team it's, assembled.
1: It, yeah, I, it it does feel like the yeah the B team at at best, right? Like it's it is sort of like, and and I don't know if that's by choice or so they 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 can tell more of a. Uh, you know, a team story about those characters and give them more of a story, or if that's like you said, like were certain people not available or said no, um, and so they said, okay, you know, we'll we'll go with, with with this crew. I mean, I can see Ryan Choi and and um, uh, uh, Ray Palmer. I can see because you want to pass the torch like that. That Correct. makes sense. Um, Cat McNamara makes sense, Mia Queen makes sense because she she was supposed to star in in her she own show.
0: is the new right she's the new green arrow and that's right it's but that's a not a slight against like even like the skill of these characters like batwoman has her own show yes Black lightning had his own show the flash is the flash Has his own show. You know, the Atom was part of an uh, ensemble. You know, like, so you have all these uh, characters that are well-known and very capable, but they just don't... Maybe it's because now we got spoiled with things like Crisis where you're looking at The Flash and Green Arrow Mm. and... Or, I guess, original molds of those characters. Yeah. And now we're on to the legacy characters Right, you know, so, like, it's not Oliver, it's Mia, it's, maybe, it's not, um, you know, it's not uh, it's not Kane, it's, it's Ryan. Right, it's, it's not Kara, yeah,
1: it's it's Alex.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, that does tell
1: us that, presumably, Alex survives the end of Supergirl Season 6. Um, one would assume. One mm-hmm. would assume. And, uh, and, and yeah, I, I, I think you're right that this is indicative that, you know, our predictions... That Kara, that Supergirl, will go off-world or or somehow be inaccessible. Let, let, let's say, I, seems like a decent indicator that we might be right about that. It's at least pointing in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm 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 not up to date on the Flash, but um, but this is definitely interesting, and they're they're very very excited about it. I just I do feel like they spent a lot of their capital on Crisis, mm-hmm. and. You know that was crisis was was good, not great, I think we said so even at the time that like we we, we liked it, I liked parts of it, you know, we had three of us at a round table, you me and derek mm-hmm. and um and I think he was a little more down on it i I was sort of like you know between you know three point five and four sort of stars, you know, like like yeah, it was good i didn't I didn't love it it was my favorite thing ever, but I, I enjoyed it i I enjoyed a lot- of, a lot of parts of it, and there were parts I didn't care for so much
0: um yeah, I think a lot. I think I, I think a lot of it was solid. I think we have to remember. You have to remember two things: that it's television, but yeah. it's also like, it's like it's not, it's not television the way that like a streaming service is television, or even you know HBO or AMC mm-hmm. or like the, it's the CW. You know, here right. like we're not, you know, this is not. We're not talking trillions of dollars of, of revenue.
1: And the fact that they pulled in as many people as they did and told the, the stories of all these different characters was, was really cool. Like, the fact that you got to see mm-hmm. all of... You know, you got to see Tom Welling and, and Erica Durant uh, from Smallville. You got to see, um, you know, folks from, from Batman 89 and from, like, all over, you know, from from the current films. Um, The fact that we got to see all that was, was very, very cool. And so after you've done something that big and flashy... um. It's kind of hard to do it again.
0: Yep. And and I think it's even harder to do it in a pandemic. It's harder to do it when a lot of those main shows have ended and others, you know, didn't come in, you know, because the new ones that did come in are either not connected or they're really tangentially connected the way that, like, Superman and Lois is. Like, it's in-universe, but it's, like, barely, you know. It's fine. Diggle's here. Yeah,
1: he was exactly. also, But,
0: you know, and, and that's, it. that's about it. You mentioned Argus a few times. Diggle shows up once. I and mean, that's like, you know, but that's, there, there that's was the no real outcome. So there was real no outcome to him being in all those episodes either. Uh, so. Will it, he
1: be in this and h- will he finally become Green Lantern?
0: I, I hope so. So desperately. Me too. Me too. Someone actually a friend of mine said to me is like, it's crazy that Stargirl got to Green Lantern before Diggle. Like who they've been like who is John Stewart technically like his name is John Diggle Stewart like or mm-hmm. John Stewart Sounds Diggle sort of one Diggle. of those yeah. yeah and so like he he is John Stewart he has the Green Lantern ring you're all just waiting on something
1: but I know it
0: is that's pretty it is pretty wild but um but there's a Green Lantern show coming to HBO uh, Max and so you can also understand why they're kind of dragging their feet because. You know, maybe they don't want to confuse people, but I think the point of like that mattering is long gone. I do too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I,
1: I don't have much more to say about it, but just that interesting, interesting announcement about the event, and I, I will hear more in the, in the months ahead. I'm sure as we um, round out the rest of of this season, and and we'll we'll cover it. You know, as, as long as Supergirl's on the air and we're podcasting about it, we'll uh, we'll provide any news updates as they continue to happen. But um, I think we can we can move on from that. Uh, like I said, no no mail uh, this week. But uh, please send us your thoughts on this episode and predictions for the rest of the season at uh, mail at supergirltvtalk Would love to hear from you and read your your thoughts, your reactions, your predictions, um, your thoughts about Armageddon. All of the above. Would love to hear from all of you. Uh, so please uh, email us, tweet us. Um, and uh, in the meantime, just want to say uh, this show is brought to you by you. It's brought to you by you at patreoncom slash Audio. Thank you for supporting us there and making it possible for us to do this, uh, making it possible to do things like, you know, during during this um, this hiatus we've been on, I've been working on Save Me, the Smallville anthology, which I think the first episode had the first episode had just dropped when we uh, when we last left. Um but uh we uh, we are three episodes we are halfway through Save Me. It's a documentary podcast about the making of Smallville. I've had a blast making it uh with friends uh Derek and Tim. Not you Tim, another Tim. Um, <laughs> I'm on it though. You I was are there. It. You are on it and and I thank you for for being a part of it. Um no no thank you. No no. No, thank you. No, you hang up first.
0: Actually because of that podcast I am now going on to episode 11 of season 2 nice. of rewatching Smallville. Like it got me totally totally sucked into yes. watching it again and oh my gosh, I'm having such a I'm having such a good time watching it. With, what's crazy is I you know, I've for years, have been like, ugh, freak of the week. Don't care. You know, like, media freak of the week. And for whatever reason, watching it this time, I'm like, what freak's coming up next? Like, <laughs> like what what fun adventure are you getting to do this week? Which one is Another this? Another teacher from Smallville High is dead. Wild. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, my God. Like, they, they just move on with their lives. Like, nothing's like one kid dies. Uh, like, a teacher dies. A kid kills a teacher. A teacher kills a kid in your life. They're just like, <laughs> Everything's fine. Still yeah. going to school, like no problem. It like, is what it is. What what weird what weird world
1: that is? I know, I know. Well, no, it was uh, you know, as of this October, when we when we end, save me. The plan is to release the last episode of Save Me on the twentieth anniversary of the pilot, um, which is crazy to think that was twenty years ago. But then you watch it and you're like, oh yeah, this is twenty years ago. Uh, oh, totally <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. the
0: music cues you in real fast. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you to everyone for listening to Save Me. Thank you to everyone for supporting us at patreon.com slash Audio, so that we can continue to bring you these podcasts that we love to make
0: so, so much. All right,
1: Tim. Uh, what? Give me the rundown. What are, what are the vital stats for this episode?
0: We are back with season six, the final season. Uh, episode eight, entitled "Welcome Back, Kara," written by Dana Horgan and directed by Armin V. Cavorkian. Uh, this was uh, this was an an episode, Frank. I, I didn't find it great or terrible. It was a real middle of the road, which I felt was kind of unfortunate because it it we were in a hiatus mm-hmm. and we came back and we were like. All right, we're just picking up where we left off. No big deal whatever. Let's keep going. And I think that's just the nature of the way that they broke up the shooting schedule. Yeah. I feel like the writing would have been a little bit different given the stretch of time in between, but it did feel like in some ways it does feel like a new beginning. Mhm. You know, we're back on we're back on planet Earth. We're back in National City um and we're gonna start with some we're gonna start with some good bits because uh despite it being i think just kind of a middle of the road episode there were some good bits there
1: were some there were some good bits for sure
0: right from the beginning the mission impossible cake edition with brainy um was was fun i thought he was carrying pizza i was really expecting uh, pizza not a cake uh, i was a little surprised mm yeah yeah he had moves he had moves with that cake he was and the
1: fact that he got it there intact was just like wow bravo i don't believe that for a second but bravo
0: (laughs) no no although but he's so there what i like about the way that they make brainy move is that he's very measured um in all you know in all of his movements and even the way that the camera moves with him is very measured like and i uh it's like he Brainy, like, mathematically hits his marks as the actor hits yes. the mark. And I I like that very much. And I also like that they were like, you have to get back right away, you know. And he was like, oh, okay. like no, we thought you would eat the cake. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, what am I, an animal? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, because remember, if you remember, because before the hiatus, he was going through a thing of eating his feelings. Yes. Remember? Yes. So that was the night. Nice, if we were watching... It, closer together that was a nice connective yes right joke. if this episode aired sooner yeah yeah totally it would
1: it would probably joe probably would have landed better but it was it was funny it was funny regardless i i um i i love that as a little moment i i loved um i did like that you know Kara comes in and she's she's still sort of traumatized and she's like i don't even want to hear the word phantom um instead of listening off like i don't want to hear it in this i don't want to hear it in that i don't want to hear it in a star wars prequel actually especially not in the star wars prequel
0: and <laughs> I, I heard a little i was like oh god no i it's know a, it's okay to like the prequels now i know you, know, you one of us one of right. us no yeah but um like she liked that she's like i don't even think i could handle it in a scooby-doo episode i, which I thought was, i thought was fun um and so I, I missed opportunity. I wish he was like, I couldn't, I can't even watch the Billy Zane movie. <laughs> <laughs> can't even handle Billy Zane right now. That oh. would have been just for,
1: just for us. So, yeah, honestly, I would have been like, okay, someone, someone here listens to Beery Geeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Uh, I liked the, um, I liked Zor being like, hey, superpowers, pretty fun. And Carr was like, no more cold coffee, heat vision, lol. And But what I thought was funny is like, Zor laughs. He's like, ha ha ha. I'm like, how do you know what coffee is? I know. You lived on Krypton, and then he spent 40 years in the Phantom Zone. And he's like, you're right, no more cold coffee. La 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 la. Like,
1: I had the same thought when he goes, like, oh, I was hearing both
0: ends of, of different phone conversations. And I was like, you know what a phone is? And it's just one of those, like. Yeah. You know, some technology, I think, no matter or maybe food, where, wherever you go in the universe is just pretty universal, I guess. Like, like you have a computer on this planet. We have a computer on this planet. Sure. You speak at the same lingity do. You know, Yours my, has a keyboard. Mine has crystals. But, you know, it's all the same idea. It's all a
1: computer. Yeah. That's right. Um, it's all just Game Boys. Um you
0: go you go you go.
1: Uh I love that the Daily Planet is the number 1
0: news outlet on their their list of of top 10. It's because it is the number 1 news outlet. I'm actually going to get to those news outlets in Professor Comics Corner sure, so we'll sure. um, we'll circle back to that at another time. Um I really liked taking Zor-El to the fortress. I mm. thought that was that was a nice moment. Um that was a very cool moment. Yeah. Yeah, we, and we saw some bits of the fortress that you know they rearranged some of the set pieces, so it it uh, it looked we were in a bit of a different uh, we were looking at different things, different scope, different angles,
1: mm-hmm. and and I think that might be because Armin Armin is the um, their VFX guy on the show. Yep, mm-hmm. and I whenever he directs, it's it's often for very effects heavy episodes because I guess like if they he can he can. He'll have an eye for what they can and can't accomplish, and this is a pretty effects heavy episode um this is very effects heavy and, and mm-hmm. we got some cool different angles ang- different angles of the fortress different angles of flight um for for when they were fighting um some some very cool sh- shots you wouldn't sort of normally see when being directed by a different director, I think because he knew he could pull it off you know he he could get a little break the mold a little bit go outside the box.
0: Uh, knowing what his
1: limitations and capabilities were, so that was cool to see.
0: That's right, and you see that a bit in their um, their satellite team up, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, there's a there's some, there was some cool stuff there. Uh, I really liked the rebrand of Kellex as Oscar the Garbage the Garbage Robot. Yes. That was very, that was fun. Um, uh, you know, with, between the shoulder pads and. Uh you wrote in your notes and I didn't write in mine. I'm looking at yours. I totally got Wally vibes. Totally. It was totally a Kryptonian Wally like like, mm-hmm. "Alright,
1: take all the trash and move it over here." Vaporize I it, I guess.
0: No, maybe the joke was too obvious or they were like, "No, we already made an Oscar joke. We don't uh, yeah. have to make a Wally." Oscar joke. was great. He, The
1: fact that he's binging Oscar, uh, he's binging Sesame Street while she's like soaking up uh
0: yellow sunlight is is so funny to me. It's actually really smart because like it is like it is I mean, it's it's Western culture certainly, but there is kind of a universality to Sesame Street. You know, like these are manners. You know, like and sure, uh, you know, and this is this is what we believe. This is the the, the rudimentary. Um, this is rudimentary English and all this stuff. So I, that is pretty c- cool. It would be a good way to introduce it, an alien. Yeah, it actually, would be a good way to introduce oh, an alien. Watching educational culture. television would be the would be the
1: way to do it mm-hmm yeah absolutely and i do love uh, that oscar kind of turned into a kaiju and it sort of became like a kaiju story all of a sudden it's like oh and it's godzilla
0: yeah that was kind of it was fun it was we'll get to it we'll talk about it in another in another section uh i thought it was fun to see andrea suited up again um because we hadn't really seen that at the beginning of the season yet like did you remember did you not remember she could do that uh yeah all that all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, I also like. I will talk about like. Um, I will talk about whether what she was doing in a different section. But I thought it was fun that she actually got to put on her costume again. Sure, sure. Yeah, I I agree. That was unexpected. Um, it was definitely it was definitely
1: unexpected. Um, I love Zorl's advice to Kara about sometimes even though you're Kryptonian, it's okay to be human. You know, yep. and it's sort of yeah. the the heart of the you know what 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 she learned from what she learned from him from, from their time together.
0: I mean, that's pretty, basically what Kara has been struggling with for six seasons. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have her dad basically just say, you know, what has been on her mind for, mm-hmm. for all these years, which, which was really nice. I liked that Kara's Kryptonian suit is built into her regular suit. Yeah, you know she hits the S and she gets the special suit over it. That's that's some nice that's some nice technology that we'll never have in the real world. It felt very like Iron Man. You totally total right. Iron Man. Which like yeah. on, and honestly,
1: like inside the the suit looks like the inside of the uh, the Iron Man suit. So there you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Right, the helmet shots. Yes, I mean yeah, Iron Man changed helmet shots forever. Yeah, that's what we you know. We always see it look like that now. Uh, yep. What do you got? What else you got?
1: Um. Uh. The, I thought it was funny.
0: Alex like making fun,
1: making fun of Alex for not being good at chopsticks and and struggling with the uh the wine bottle. And she's like, "All right, well, I'm not gonna let the chopsticks defeat me tonight. But you are gonna have to open the the bottle of wine." I did
0: enjoy that. This good good sister moment. Yeah. I loved a room full of smart people jamming to science. Yeah, like it was Zorel and Lena and Brainy, and everyone's just like, "We're like the smartest people on the planet in one room, across futures and pasts and different galaxies and all this stuff." And they're like, just like speaking the same do again. And I, I, I like that very much. I, uh, I see we we yeah. both we both liked Brainy, uh, trash talking Oscar. Yes, but it was like a snaky, it was a parfait of jokes, (laughs) which was so good because he's trash talking trash to make him, to make it think that he's trash. Like it was, it was all like, I'm going to trash talk. So he thinks that I'm trash, but that's also a trash monster and it's 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 named after the trash monster. And it's just like a joke wrapped in itself. Trash all the way down. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. I also love when he gets like taken by it. he's like, I regret nothing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh it was it was
1: great though. Like it was something it was was fantastic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: hmm and Yeah. Andrea making super friends an official thing, like we'll see that in upcoming episodes, but that's like the term that we will use now officially. That's it. Um just happens to quink dink what the team already calls themselves, which is fun. Yes. Yes. Love that. Lo- yeah. I, I like I like seeing that
1: become an official like part of the, the canon, and uh, and I love that Kara was inspired by Iris from the Fl- Iris West Allen from the Flash to mm-hmm. write a piece on like all right how how do we come together after the Phantoms in uh, in National City, um, I I just love that tying in the Flash like that and tying in Iris I mean Iris is a is a respected journalist in her own right and
0: we don't talk about her very much on the other shows. And I love no, and I, I do, too. And I actually really like that it makes Iris important because so much of Flash fandom is like, like dissing on Iris. Yeah. And not respecting the character or who she is and what she represents. So I'm glad that other shows are like, you know, Iris West Allen, you know, that great person. Let's yeah, do exactly. This. So I'm on board for that. Uh time for Professor Comics Corner though. Um going back to those news outlets, so we get the top ten news outlets, and you know, Andrea's really upset that you know the Cat Co is number eight. But the top five are real DC newspapers, which I think yes. is which is fun. So the Daily Planet, the Daily Star, which was the original Daily Planet when Superman when Superman first started working um in nineteen thirty-nine, the Gotham Gazette, the Central City Citizen. And the Star City Sentinel, which is in the Arrowverse, but I didn't really connect to this until I saw it on the list that the Star City Sentinel might be a uh, reference to the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott, um, whose other name is the Sentinel. Right. Who also used to operate in Star City. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So okay. I thought that was, again, a parfait of an Easter egg. <laughs> and then on that list there's also it also says action news or action bulletin news yes. and i thought that was an easter egg for the the news show in batman 89 because the one that like, the joker kills the one of the anchors and all that because yep. that's action news and i'm um so i thought maybe that was a um that was a little subtle i bet you right them. yeah yeah, you have your own Professor Comics Corner. You threw something I in.
1: I do. When they talked about uh, telians, um, I I I was like, these things are usually from comics. I wasn't familiar with it myself, but it turns mm-hmm. out telians um, can, in fact, inhabit and animate nearly any matter. Um, however, the inhabited object quickly breaks down and disintegrates. So that is that was a real thing. That was a real thing. That the idea of um, Oscar becoming animated by a Tealian and, uh, and, and turning into the, the big trash monster um, was a, a reference to an actual, an actual thing. The planet Teal is a planet that exists in another dimension believed to be accessible only through a black hole. Hmm. And it's inhabited by, uh, by uh, people, of, well not people, but inhabitants uh, composed of pure energy deep dive where yes. deep, deep 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 dive yeah this is old this is this is going back pre pre-crisis uh september yeah 85 eighty five was when it first came oh, around and it's oh, pretty close to crisis pretty close to crisis yeah. and and a um an obscure one for sure but i heard the name and thought that's i wonder if that's something and it is if you want to read more it's in the show notes
0: good um we have why was that a decision in which we questioned some of the some of the the things behind the show when we say. I, I I don't know how I feel about that. This one is yours, and I totally agree with you. Um, So uh, you—why was that a decision?
1: Why was that a decision? I I felt that—you know, you mentioned the— them all jamming on science and and sort of you know going back and forth and 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 thinking wait if we do this if we if we reverse the polarity on the the gigawatts then we can make a new flux capacitor um mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what they said and the, uh, but no I, I, no to, I, uh, I like the cut uh, of your jib though um anyway during that conversation I was sort of like okay but wait this is a new technology that they just it, like there was there was Zorro invented this ten minutes ago, and now it's going rogue, and now it's going off the rails, and they need to stop it. And so they're they're teaming up to stop it. And like the team up aspect, I guess, is cool, but it's like it, it was it felt to me like a manufactured conflict, that, totally. that didn't really have a lot of consequence. Like if there was no trash monster in this episode, you took that out, like nothing really changes because of the Trash Monster incident. Like, sure, zor was is going off to see Allura, um, but he was already going to do that. He even said, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that, but first I want to spend some time with my daughter. So, like, nothing materially changes because of that fight or because mm-hmm. of that incident. So it just felt like they needed something to fill an episode, and this was this was it. It was, like, what if zor invents... Like, like reverse-engineers Kelex into being able to fight climate change and then they it goes wrong and they stop it and they 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 save the day but like
0: i agree but it also feels like like i don't know i don't know if they're gonna pick this up later but like that the show for the past couple of seasons has been like all right what what are the serious issues that are happening in the world and how can we tackle them you know you know allegorically on this show and i was like oh climate change that's a that's a really big like for sure very big and i'm i would love to see you try to tackle that in the last few in the last few seasons and they he like does a thing and they don't even finish and they're like well all right okay problem problem like given and problem solved all by us like and uh, yeah that that felt rather yeah. It just felt rather weak, and I guess it was mostly for like character motivations. But part of it is because Zor's not even sticking around, right? And so it just it was all just a big old piece of filler. Like and I get, I get his motivation. But but Yeah, it, no, but and it was in, that part was interesting. Yes. His motivation is it but we're because he's gone, we're not gonna explore that yeah, more. Right.
1: Like it was resolved too quickly almost. Like if this happened over the course of a season or over the course of an arc, that'd be one thing. But sort of to have it begin and end in the same episode where like he invents this thing and then it goes rogue and they have to stop it all all in the span of like twenty minutes. Um Yeah,
0: I don't know. I don't know. This is like a tell this this episode of the these events are like the telltale like superheroes causing their own problems yep you know like it's you know like not it's almost like the tony stark syndrome like you've created your own problems that you now have to clean up yeah you created them as tony stark and now you're cleaning them up as iron man but if you just didn't create them as tony stark you wouldn't have this problem as iron man and that that is a that that is what they did here in a in twenty minutes. Yes, and and honestly, they didn't they didn't cause the problem of climate change. So no, no, no. But bigger... but
1: the solution was a problem in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I I also I do kind of find some of those those jargon heavy science scenes that they do on this show, they do on the Flash, where it's like, oh, so if we do the this and the that with the flux capacitor, blah blah blah. Like I do feel like that stuff is a little. Maybe kind of a crutch, like I, I don't know. But it's like I'm not really following what you're there's a lot of jargon here. I'm not following all of what you're saying. And and it's not that I'm like do more punching and less talking, because you know that I like like superheroes talking is yep. is I'm I'm fine with it. I'm happy with it. I love it actually. Um, but when it's just talking about the science and it's like fake science that exists only in this science fiction alien technology realm, I'm sort of like, yeah okay, you've proven to me that you invented a system. The writers have invented this, like, you've invented a science and that you can, it's logically self-consistent or whatever, but I I don't know that I, you know, those scenes don't really capture my attention or capture my imagination
0: Mm -hmm. because I don't really know what they're saying, frankly. Sure, sure. I mean, you don't have to use your name in a a sentence for me to understand. Okay. That's okay.
1: So Tim Lee, I, I don't know what they're saying. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Thank you. Uh, I I don't know. That to me is just comics. Yeah. You know. So it is. Like, you're you're we, not gonna do it. Th- we got to do a thing to make a thing happen, so we can get the result we wanted. If we didn't have to do the thing in the first place, and you're like, problem solved. Right. You know. I don't think. I don't think comics would exist without. You know. Uh, superheroes causing their own problems. Yeah. Um, and that's just part of the. I think that I'm going to get literary for a second, but you know, like when realism came as a liter, like a a literary movement a couple of centuries ago where they were like, we're going to write stories about real things and real emotions and real problems. Uh, It never really went. Realism never really went away. Yeah. Like, you know, like, we have to make everything real. And then when magical realism came along, where it's just like, it's real, but there's something not quite real about it, that's basically the science jargon. Yeah. Like, it's real, but just not enough for it to really matter. Um, and it, it can be, after a while, it can be grating, but I, I don't, it, It's maybe it's the no consequence thing, because they yeah caused their own problem. And then they cleaned it up, and they were like, well, what a day spent. I guess we could have been doing other things.
1: Yeah. The, I, I think definitely the no consequence thing is, is what feels like why was that a decision. That's definitely the the, other why was a decision.
0: The other thing about all of this is, though, that we don't know that if there is an actual outcome to any of these things. like We're assuming it's a one and done. That's true. But it might, it might not be. And so it, it could be harsh of us um, to... Be down. It could be harsh of us to be down um, on on the story
1: where we don't actually know where it's going. You're right about that, and I maybe if I speak uh, if I'm speaking too soon, I will I will eat humble pie on a future episode. But for now, um, I will eat the parfaits of Brainy's insults to
0: Oscar. Um, you have one of those insults written down, if I'm not mistaken. I do. For a Brainy quote of the week. Can you brainy share? Brainy quote
1: of the week. You sorry excuse for a Roomba.
0: I totally missed him saying oh. that. Like you wrote it down, and I was like, "Can't wait to hear it in context." And then I <laughs> didn't hear it. I don't know what happened. It was it was uh, very funny. I mean, that whole that whole moment was funny. But that was my favorite quote from that. I think I think mine would have to be like, what am I, an animal? Like, yeah, you know, I like I, I enjoy that very much. So, let's move on to Storytime Village. We got some we got some themes to cover. Uh, this the this um this season seems to be about the abuse and limits of power from within and without, overcoming fear, grief, pain, and anger, social justice, Black Lives Matter, and climate change. And then we know. Um, The Social Justice and Black Lives Matter bit um, from interviews with the showrunners, though they haven't started to tackle that stuff yet really on the show. And then unbiased journalism, the importance of truth and the dangers of moral relativism, um, which we will also again talk about. Let's start with this abuse and limits of power. We talked about this literally we were just talking about this, but Lex and the DEO contributing to climate change by polluting the oceans. Mm-hmm. And then we get, you know, Kara and, um, William teaming up on the story. Andrea's like, I want to put you guys together. You're going to team up. It's going to be great. You're going to do all this. And then, but it's really mostly about zor um, plowing forward and trying to change, trying to change this. But, what Zorel does is blend a lot of alien technologies to get this to happen and everyone gets really nervous about that. Yeah. I and, mean so that to your point earlier, that could be
1: you know that that this episode episode with a small e. This this uh instance uh could have been uh, a warning shot, you know, of something that's going to happen later in the season, right? Like maybe there's going to be mm-hmm. another blending of alien tech and this was the this was the red flag of like, maybe that's not the best idea because there can be unexpected consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that will be the consequence
0: of Zorel having done that, that, that we can't see yet because we're, we're not there yet. Right. And we in little thing is like we don't know why the satellite dropped out of the sky in the first place. That's right. So it, it's was it an arbitrary event? Was it not? We're not sure. And so and like this is twice in which Kara has thrown stuff into space. So she's like, hey, get this trash out of Earth. I'll throw this trash into space instead. You know, like, is that a consequence. You know, is that abusing your power because you're not really destroying the trash; you're just relocating it to a different country. I, it's like it's like India buying America's trash well, and just throwing it in the street. I thought she was throwing it into the sun, like Superman. I will accept, 4.
1: That. I accept I, I, that. I took it as throwing it into the sun. So if she was throwing it into the sun, she was destroying it, right? Like that was yes. That was I. I took it as a Superman four sort of reference. Um, But, you know, maybe the the season, the series ends and she goes off to be the galactic uh, trash collector. And she's like, you know what? I have <laughs> too much trash into space.
0: I need to devote the rest of my life to cleaning up space. Actually, I was thinking more. Is it part of like, is there a plan from Lex at hand here? Because we know that he's coming back, yes. you know, because like, you know, he wasn't defeated at the end of last season because of the way that it ended. And he's like in at the beginning of this season, he was like, I'm off to like do a thing like smell you later. Yep. But, you know, like we went back to the, the Luther mansion in this episode and like clearly he's been there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's like they're keeping him in the game. And so is this part of Lex's overall game and that we just don't we just don't see that yet. So I don't know. I don't know. But uh, let's move on to overcoming fear, grief, pain and anger. To stay with Zorel he wants to save Earth to compensate for his failure to save Krypton, right? And he's yeah. like, well, oh, I just noticed that Earth is also um, screwed, yep. like Krypton. So what can we do about that? Because they're both linked to environmental disasters. And so uh, he overcompensates and blames himself as that seems to run in the like that seems to run in the dna of the l family like it's not my fault but i'll just blame myself anyway i will take responsibility for someone else's problem
1: yeah i mean i get that this is like you know he failed on krypton and he wants to make good somewhere else like okay i couldn't save krypton so let me try and save this planet i mean even there's that moment where when he's like no i need to do this so i can save krypton I mean, Earth, like it's so transparent right there, right? That that's what he's
0: right, exactly. You know what? That's fine. Save Earth, please. You know, like I'm. You know, we could. So your so your device didn't work this one time. Like, fix it. Yeah, I know. Try again. So I'm not up on that, but you know, he tells Kari, says you don't need to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders every day. You know, it's okay to be you. You mentioned this earlier, but you know, that's. That's good advice for anybody in that family, because, like, you know, Clark needs to hear it. Cara needs to hear it. That's it's all he needs to hear it himself. Like he just did this whole thing, created a problem, tried to solve a problem and created a bigger, like not a bigger problem, but, you know, like a smaller, more immediate problem.
1: Yes. Yeah. He Uh, created an emergency. Yes. Yeah, that's a good
0: word. There's actually a word for that, isn't there? Smaller, more and, medium? Uh, Probably. Oh, you mean an emergency? Oh, yeah, that, that's the one. That's um So, um, but he's just, but this overcompensating, you know, because he's afraid, he's grieving over the loss of his planet and yeah. his failure. And there's pain and anger there. And so it's all kind of wrapped into one. And he's a throw yourself into your work kind of guy. Fits right. right in on the super fits right into the super friends because no that kidding. is their style, you know. Throw yourself into your work to overcompensate. So yeah, so I liked that. I that's why I say I'm like kind of like bummed that he's like, okay, so you're going to Argo City, which is great, good for you. Glad you're reuniting, you know, all that stuff. But also, like, you're just not gonna, you're just over the fact that it's, you know, I, I guess.
1: I guess, like that's just okay. We're just moving on from that.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe we aren't moving on from it, but you know, we're at least moving on from this bullet point. <laughs> um, so, uh, Lena and Nia have this trauma bond. Can you, yeah. you want to dive into that a little bit more?
1: Yeah, I mean, when they last time around, you know, they both had their visions of their worst, their worst fears, um, their nightmares coming to life, and they they bonded. Before that they bonded over the loss of their families and uh and and sort of the trauma that they feel from that. And that clearly carried through to this episode where they were checking up on each other and um you know Lena Lena realized that the the, the Kelpie, that like water beast, um was a, a sign that, you know, she doesn't need to feel guilty for her mother's death and that her guilt was actually Holding her back from knowing who her her biological mother really was so she's actually gonna go back to where she was born and try to fix that try to learn more about her heritage essentially. Um, and she calls Nia to tell her that and it's very clear that Nia like now feels alone because like Lena's moving on and trying to um, sort of address that part of her life and address her trauma and Nia can't because her
0: her mom is gone. True, although, but but so is Lena's. It's just that she's in a better place to address that loss, and And, uh, Nia's not really there yet. So,
1: and and I got the distinct impression that she sort of felt lonely. Like, we were bonded, but now I guess I'm just alone in this, because you're... Yeah, I got that impression, too. You're on a journey to, like, to come to peace with with, uh, the loss of your mother, and I'm not really there yet, so I guess I'm still... I'm. I'm kind of, You're. She's left behind. She's left behind and sort of has to to keep keep uh, looking for healing on
0: her own. Yeah, and I actually thought that was some really great. Um, what we like to say is eye acting from Nicole Maines because you know she doesn't she doesn't say that she doesn't express that. It's all just in. It's all in her eyes when she's talking. um yeah. When she's talking yeah. on the phone to Lena, and I really liked that. I wonder how far that story is going to go in the season. Like, so like Lena's in the car when she's saying that. So like, are you going somewhere? Yeah. Are you going right now? Do we get to see that? Um. So I would love to see that. I would love to see, you know, definitely like, like that kind love to see that journey. So, um, although I'm sure that journey mostly I'm sure emotionally tortured will, will be very plush. Um, oh yes. The whole, the whole way. Um. So that the, you know. So that I I I like that 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 thread is continuing, um, and so Kara. I mean, I think who suffers the most, maybe the most in this episode is has full on PTSD from her time in the Phantom Zone. You know, everything. You know, everything comes back. It. You know, she talks about it being cold, and she can't even deal with the word phantom. Different places give her different memories that make her flat, like make her. Occupy yourself. What I don't really like is that Kara keeps it to herself for so long in the episode. And I'm like, that's so not healthy or really, I don't even think, super in character. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe she's just not, you know, I guess there's a time when you're ready to share versus, you know, actual sharing. But it just doesn't, it didn't strike me as authentic for her to just like. Like at the, at where she is in her emotional growth to just be like I'm just gonna keep this to myself, like um that just didn't that didn't seem that didn't seem right to me um, but she she doesn't keep it all to herself you know because obviously you know like she blames herself for yeah. the, the previous phantom attacks this is the self in you know, the self blamed the elves are so good at yes absolutely even though they like it's her friends that were trying to rescue her and um. And, you know, so it's really more on them than on Kara. But she's like, well, oh, but if I wasn't there, then they wouldn't be rescuing me. And, like, she's digging her own hole. Yeah. But it Yeah. But it resolves in in its own way by the end of the episode, right? Right. Yeah.
1: I, I think it's the way she puts it is so, and you said this before about Zor being sort of the, I forgot how you put it, but the kind of person who has, to like, work to, you know, work to... They need to be keep busy uh, through the through the, the crisis, yep. and I think that she is the same way. Where she's like, she's been so. As soon as she got back, they had to like get down to business, and and uh, they had things to to solve. This is the first sort of breather she's she's been able to take with with Alex. Right at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. since she's been back, and as soon as she takes a minute to stop and rest, is when it all hits her. Like she says, I didn't yep. realize how much. I'm processing now how much fear I went through and like, maybe will that fear ever go away? I don't know. Um, So she like the, the house of Hell definitely they have a tendency to like, just keep busy. So you don't have to process. Yep, exactly. And she now has had a moment to stop and have, have sister night. And because she's not like working, she suddenly is like, Oh man, what did I just go through? Like that was, I am traumatized by everything I just went through. Um, and yeah, of course she's going to blame herself cause that's, that's what she does. But I love that they, they, the two of them, you know, Alex is like, Hey, I was blaming myself for, for what happened to you too. And, uh, the only way for us to get out of it is to go through it and we'll, we'll heal
0: together. I love that, that, that solidarity. Yeah, but you know, stronger together, right? Yes, yes. but and you know, because you can hear it in the healing together, healing together. But you know, like you can see, they don't directly say it, but you can hear, you can see it on Car's face almost. Yeah, so yeah. the only way out is through, and I, I really like that. And then, of course, we have Brainy, who is on a much smaller scale, struggling with not being the smartest person in the room, right? Because he's got Zor and Lena, and they're actually kind of off doing their thing. And Brainy's like, but. but you know but, yeah you know but and i uh you know they're listening to him but i in some way like he feels outclassed because brainy's smart obviously you know like he's you know he's a great intellect and all of this stuff but like that doesn't mean that lena and zor are not sure and and sometimes you know like when you're the smartest person in the room when somebody else comes along and also gets straight a's it really does throw people for a loop um, kind of like when you're the like you're used to being the tallest person in the room, and someone comes along and you're and someone's taller than you, yeah, and you're like, I feel really awkward. I have a friend who is six four, huh. and he says when in so like he's usually always the tallest person in the room. So he says when he meets somebody who's like six five, six six, six seven, which doesn't obviously happen often. He and he has to look up at somebody. He's like I. He's like it's. it's so awkward and I'm so uncomfortable and he's like, I don't Mm -hmm. know what to do with myself because I'm used to being at the top and it's not like a head, you know, like a head trip. Yeah. But you know, your head is just a, you know, a a trip above everybody
1: else's. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know about your friend, but in Brainy's case, it definitely is like being the smartest person in the room is sort of my thing. So if that's someone else's thing, then who am I? Like what's exactly. left? What's my identity if I'm not the smallest, the smartest, the smallest. <laughs> 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 I was going to say smartest and then tallest, then it came together. Um if, you're, if he's not the smartest person in the room, then like what value is he at? Who is he? Like what? what is he there for? I think is sort of how he feels. And he added value in that he's the one that, you know, distracted, uh, the trash monster, um, and 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 most importantly, brought the cake. But but um, mm-hmm.
0: but the yeah. donut
1: cake, the donut cake, deal, yes. But he uh, he definitely is at a loss as for what his role is if he's not the
0: the the brains of the operation at all times. Mm. Yeah, poor brainy. I well, know. So for the climate change, social justice kind of aspect of things, Kara says that you know. Earth has been struggling with climate change for many years, and she says it's complicated, i.e. meaning that big business rules the world and big business yes. don't really care about climate change. Because guess what? The people who run it will be dead before it matters to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and money and money it matters the most. You could tell I care about climate change. Yes. So I'm, yes. yep. I'm trying to hold back. I'm trying to hold back. I don't want my children or my grandchildren living in an apocalyptic wasteland. Mm-hmm. And that could be water world. It doesn't have to be a desert, everyone. Just yep. FYI. So uh, anyway, um, William also runs into these roadblocks, you know, because Andrea's like, you know, like, find out what Lex Corps went up to, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, loopholes, baby. Like, technically what they did was legal. And I'm like, that's the same problem.
1: And that's the problem. You
0: know? That's exactly the problem is that, like,
1: maybe they're not technically doing anything illegal. So, like, we need to change the laws to make it illegal because it's wrong.
0: Right. Like, we need to care
1: enough to change the laws. Yeah.
0: (sighs) Anyway, let's move on to unbiased journalism because I'm just going to get upset. Yeah. So there's a lot of biased journalism happening here, and I'm not okay with it. Mm -mm. You know, because Andrea's like, blame LexCorp. And I'm like, okay, yeah, obviously they're not great. We know that. Yeah. That's, I'm totally okay with that. But you got one, you got to prove it. Right. And you got to give them the benefit of the doubt, which you don't want to do, but you kind of have to. You have to. You know, to be unbiased. She is starting with a premise.
1: Like, write this story about how LexCorp is at fault for this. Instead of like,
0: Find out who's at fault for this. <laughs> right. But then but then, what's, what's worse is that William comes back and he's like, so it turns out, I mean, like they are at fault, but what they did was legal. And she's like, I don't believe you. I'm going to put on my costume and my mask yes. and find out for myself. Because so now she's not just biased. Now she's an awful boss <laughs> who doesn't trust her employee to do the job correctly. Yeah. So she has to do like industrial espionage right. To or journalistic espionage to find out. and like that, just like, ooh, that did not like that. I that like sent me in completely wrong directions. I not like that. I did not like that at all. I was like, I'm like, I'm glad you're number eight. You know? Yeah. Right.
1: Well, actually, that that. So a a quick side note, but you said she's a terrible boss for for doing this for stepping around William, but um, and 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 doing espionage. But she was a terrible boss when she brought the the whole staff. The staff meeting was: Hi, we're number eight. We need to be number one this time next year. End of staff meeting. Like that's that is not leadership. Like okay, no, what What's awful your plan meeting. as the leader? What's your plan to get us there? Like lead us there. Don't just say like it's all of your responsibility
0: to get yeah. us to number one. Like, like that's yeah. not leadership. Well, one. It was. It was. Bur- it, she was like. It was like burden of burden yes. of occupation or burden of job or what a burden of um, blame. Sure. Play burden. Whatever. What, this is a real term for it, but I can't think of it right now. I don't know why I'm so tired. It's the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> um, so, um, but, uh, um, but uh, you know, she. So she's. It's like she's burdening them all. Yeah. She's not blaming herself. She's and burden then she shifting. She doesn't trust her employee. Uh, right? Burden shifting. Thank you. And then she, and she doesn't like trust her own employee to like like tell the truth to be un unbi- to be unbiased. Yes. Gotta find herself. She's like, oh, turns out. He telling the truth
1: blah 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 blah, blah. why like, did whatever. you think otherwise
0: like do you think he just was lazy about writing the
1: story like, william what?
0: has never given anybody a reason to be anything but no. truthful except for the time that he was kind of also like kind of undercover but that's okay because that was his job that he um, was undercover and, and i actually really like actually as a side note i really liked that conversation that he had with kara Where she was like, hey, I'm sorry I, like, disappeared. He's like, you don't have to explain yourself to me. This is the job that we do. I was undercover. You went and did this. End of story. Also, I'm seeing somebody. She's really nice because guess what? You're going to end up with mon by the end of the show. Yeah. And, um... And so I have to move myself as a romantic entanglement out of the way this early, so we can get through the next twelve to to thirteen episodes right. without there being any kind of thing. So when Monel finally comes back, everyone's okay with it, except the Monel haters, who I I don't I disagree with anyway. The end of Williams monologue, I thought it was yeah. a little meta, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. We all heard it. We all yeah. heard it. <laughs> yeah, it was, I didn't even paraphrase. That was word no, no, that was word for word. For word. <laughs> All the yeah.
1: inflections, everything—you nailed it all. Great, mm-hmm. yeah, Great I thought
0: tough. so. I I just did an American accent instead of a British accent because I didn't want to embarrass myself. Well, so. yeah, yeah, that might be a little yeah. racist if you did that, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah well, also because I said British accent, even really, I should have said English accent. That's true. Yeah, that's you true, know, yes, because I yes. don't want to. I don't want to um, insult my Welsh or Scottish brethren. So, yep, there we are. Yeah, yep. yep. Hmm. Well. um I th-
1: oh, sorry Welsh. I think that um, yeah, she is she is a terrible boss, Andrea, and uh, yeah, I maintain. I'm glad you're number eight. But, so, but this episode, you know, as we said that like there, there's a lot of setup in this episode, right? We we, we sort we sort of we wrapped up the arc of the Phantom Zone, and now this was sort of um, season premiere 2.0 of of okay, now let's tell the story of everybody back in National City. Sort of let's let, now the car is back in the mix. Let's pick up those loose those threads where where they left off and so that's that's what we had here we saw where william has been we saw where what andrea has been up to and how she's going to be what her big um you know driving force is going to be is going to be getting them to number one right Mm -hmm. so much so that cnn is talking about how they're slipping um apparently because on the news they talk about how newspapers are slipping i don't know so yeah unless it was like cnbc or something i don't know but anyhow um we got some setup for what the rest of the season looks like for these characters who we, ha- we haven't spent much time with since since last season. But then the last thing from Andrea is where she realizes that, like, okay, maybe it's not the things that are happening that's the real story. Like, everyone else is covering mm-hmm. what's happening. Everyone else was covering the Trash Island and everything else. Yeah. Um, but, but what the real story is are the heroes who are doing something about it. The real story is the super friends um it's not just i i I wrote down this quote from her it's not just how these heroes save the day it's why what drives them to do what they do Mm -hmm. so she's that's what she's going to be sort of investigating interrogating is like why what makes them do what they do why do they do what they do she is very driven by profit right that has been her her primary motivation for the way she conducts herself at catco Is mm-hmm. like I don't care if it's if the story. Essentially, I don't care if the story's true or not. I just want a story that's going to sell. Like I want something that's going to sell. Which was newspapers the problem with
0: Catco before. Like right. apart, I mean, that's like always been the problem, and so it's never really been able to shake. It's never really been able to shake its original outcome. Just like yeah. even like you know, Cat was a little sensationalist and um. You know, when Andrea came on board, that was her whole shtick right mm-hmm. at the beginning. And then she was like, "No, let's do real news. We're gonna do this, blah blah blah." And now she's back, like with her bias, like, yes. with her bias. And I am like, "Get out of here!" Like you, you had it, you like you had it in your hand, and then you and you threw it away. So yeah,
1: in a certain sense, th- that is you see that in real corporate <clears throat> corporate environments where, like, instead of saying, "Hey, maybe this thing we're doing isn't working." They instead come to this conclusion that, no, th- this tells me we should be doing it even harder. We should double down and do it even more. Like, we should be even more sensationalist uh, instead of d- just reporting the facts. Um, but, but I think facts, that,
0: the facts don't sell. The facts I are mean, not exciting. In, you need to, they need to tell us a, a narrative to make you it You know exciting. what? This world is exciting enough. Like, let's chill on exciting. I know, right? I could you use know, some that would actually be, like, really nice. I'd be totally cool for living in a slightly boring world for a while.
1: I, I, I could use some boredom. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: that'd be oh. nice. That'd be, that'd be a relief. But, uh, you know, it's going to be... I think this is going to be how her her story comes to an end um, is probably going to be you know getting inspired by these heroes, and maybe mm-hmm. she's going to suit up and join them. Maybe she's going to suit up and... and be on the side of the good guys and and realize that there's more to what matters is, is not just profit what matters is like helping people and and that's right you know hope help and compassion for all uh hopefully that's that's what she'll pick up on from from the super friends super
0: friends super friends super friends super friends right right am i right am i right No. who knows so anyway yeah so Next time, the Hall of Justice. <laughs> um, all right. Well, anyway, that that um. I, well, anyway, so they're going to try. She actually, I want to talk about this. They she go, she wants to do this story on the Super Friends, and she says that you know it's not just how these heroes save the day; it's why, what drives them to do what they do. And I actually really like that because that they're synthesizing six seasons of Supergirl. In the final thirteen episodes, by doing the story, yeah, what drives heroes to do what they do? Which, but I, the the funny irony is that like this whole episode was like heroes causing and solving problems. (laughs) And so, why do
1: heroes do what they do? Why do they save the day? Because they almost lost the day so then they They, had to
0: save it they they had to save it because they caused the problem in the the first place probably and so and i i hate that angle on superheroes we'll hear like oh well gotham would be safe if batman didn't dress up like batman first like yeah that was fun for like a little bit of uh, a little bit of time but also like People be bad, and you need a nice person to come along and help solve that problem. Yeah. It's not a bad thing, so... We don't talk about a lot of other shows on this, but that's one of the things that Gotham, the television show, I thought got right is that mm. Gotham has problems and super criminals before Batman shows up. So instead of super criminals rising to the occasion to fight Batman, it's Batman rises, Bruce rises through the occasion to fight them. Yeah. You know, but that's almost like the sensational news you were just talking about. Like, oh, we have to do it more than what, yes. we, what yeah. we were just doing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Thing. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, why don't you tell all of our listeners where they can find us on the internet before we talk about the trailer? Yeah. That, absolutely. I I, that I didn't watch because I couldn't find it. I don't, uh, I
1: don't know if it was. I don't. I, I wasn't able to find it either. I did not watch live last night. Um. But I didn't I was either. Not able to and, find a trailer, so we'll be talking about uh, the description for next week's episode. But I. Uh, there are photos out there, and, and there is a description, but I have not seen a promo, um, which I find odd. Totally odd. However, uh, you can, if you want to stick around and hear about next week's episode, uh, thank you, and if uh, you this is where you leave us, then uh, thank you for listening. You can find us at SupergirlTVTalk.com. You can email us. Uh, we want to get some mailbag uh, fodder for next week, so please send us your thoughts, your predictions, uh, your likes, your dislikes. Uh, you can send all that to us to, uh, to us at mail at supergirltvtalk.com. You can tweet us at TV Supergirl, and uh, you can support us in a ver- variety of ways at patreon.com slash Audio is one way if you want to throw us a dollar or two to help us keep this show going. If you would like to listen to our other Shows, you can support us by listening to those at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. Um, I I just wrapped Superman and Lois TV talk with my friends Robin and Derek. So, if you want to catch up on season one of Superman and Lois and all of our commentary about that, you can check that out. Uh, and if you want to uh rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, that would be hugely helpful in uh, other folks' finding this podcast in it's in its final season so those are the variety of ways that you can find
0: us and support us all right well frank let us dive into what it would be the trailer tv talk but let's just talk let's call it description tv talk there you go what is the description for next week's episode which definitely is coming next week, even though there's no trailer. I did look it up. So it, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, yeah. Same. That was coming.
1: my that was my thought. Was like, if there's no trailer, maybe it's because there's no show next week. But no, there there is in fact an episode. So, um, it's not that. But uh, next week, Supergirl and Kelly team up. Kelly meets Joey, a young orphaned alien boy who is acting out in foster care because he fears there is something wrong with his brother Orlando, who is incarcerated. Kelly asks Kara to help her investigate, and they stumble upon abuse at the prison. Meanwhile, Nixley crashes one of Nia's dreams and asks her for help. The episode was directed by Shannon Coley and written by Karen E. Mazur and Amelia Ortega Aldrich
0: cool all right well they've said before going past the trailer and description and whatever else they've said that nixley is quote-unquote going to be the greatest threat that kara and the super Friends have ever faced like and so total bad coming from nixley right we'll see how that turn we'll see how that turns out certainly yep um and so, like, it's all just going to be a trick, but nobody really knows Nixley right now except for Kara. So, mm-hmm. so Nixley reaching out to Dreamer asking for help in a dream is a trick and not a treat. so, yeah, that's for sure.
1: Did they have a, Nixley has only spoken with with Kara, right? Of of the Super Friends that we've seen, so they've only had a conversation. It's her and and um and Zorel have spoken, right? She didn't speak with, with Nia, did she? Because I noticed that at the at the very end of the tag, at the end of this, this week's episode, when Nia wakes up from that dream, she shouts Nixley's name. So do they know each other? Have they had past encounters? That's what I'm I, trying to remember. I don't think they encountered each other in the first seven episodes that I can remember, but I wonder if I, they've... I don't know. I wonder if they've encountered each other
0: through other means. I don't i don't think they've encountered each other i'm pretty sure that car is the only one car and zora are the only yeah. ones that have had direct dealings with nixley so that's what i remembered too i'm not i yeah i don't think so and so i think it's going to be a bit of like no we have to help her and cars being like no she thing but also i should believe in the goodness of everybody. So right. should i help her and it's going to be a little bit of moral dilemma going on some conflict and, I mean, like, Nixley was very direct in her statement. She was like, I'm going to, like, raise havoc. Yep. So, yep. Nixley Nixley is is going full low-key. Yes. Uh, and, you yes. know, trickster goddess. So, I don't know. We'll see. I Last 13 episodes, I hope there's just a, a, like, I thought the season really started really strong. And so, I hope that these last, what now, are 12 episodes have a strong finish. Same. Same. We do. Uh,
1: we had heard that Tom Lennon is coming back as Mixie. Yeah. So I imagine he will have something to do with with fighting Nixley, or um, joining, or, her. or or joining her. Yeah. Or a little of both. Who knows? You know, he likes a he likes a good time. He likes a yes. He does mischievous time. Having so,
0: a good time. Having a good time. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Don't stop him ah. now.
1: Yeah. I. I don't. I. I. I'm, I am. Um. Surprised by the fact that there wasn't a promo, but, um, but there isn't one. So
0: yeah, there just isn't, I don't know. I don't know what to do about it. So yeah. that's okay. Sometimes the descriptions actually are more telling than the promos. That's you, So I think we got more information from the description. So Frank, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you as always. Um, and so until next time, up, up and away.